I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Today, we are looking at Series 3, Episode 8. Uh, we've all watched it, haven't we, girls? We yeah. have. And we're going to discuss it. So I'm Alex. <laughs> I'm Becky. I'm Jen. Um, and just a quick reminder that this week's episode deals with death and dying and adoption. So if those topics are ones you would prefer to skip this time, we understand and hope you join us for the next one. Okay. In this week's episode, Chummy gets the news that her mother, Lady Brown, has discharged herself from the hospital and has gone to a nursing home. After Peter visits her and sees she's not getting the care she needs, he brings her home. Dr. Turner tells her she is only has days or weeks to live, and the family make a decision to care for Lady Brown at home through the end of her life. With the help of Sister Monica Joan and Jenny, Chummy nurses her mother and bonds with her until they say the last goodbye. Sheila and Patrick are still tense and evasive after their fight about the disclosure of his post-war mental health care. Each one is also working on separate projects outside the home. Patrick agrees to lead the men's club, sorted by Tom, in a lesson on pregnancy and childbirth. And Sheila is leading the choir in, in a practice for the Truscott Choral Festival competition. When a letter arrives that lets Sheila and Patrick know they have been connected with a newborn baby girl to be adopted, they are elated. They pick her up and needing to miss the competition, Trixie and Tom fill in and the choir wins first place. Jenny is back to midwifery and assigned to Jeanette Heckford. While visiting her one day, she runs into her she runs into Jeanette's cousin, Philip Worth, who she had met via the men's group when he had been mistaken for an expectant father. They share common interests and a connection is made. Jenny takes Jeanette through the first phase of labor, but has to be relieved by Sister Evangelina and Patsy. Jenny has been involved in the care of Lady Brown and has felt pulled to care for the dying. When she leaves Jeanette, Jenny goes right to Chummy's house and is there through the end. 
Afterward, Jenny tells Sister Julian she is resigning to work at a hospital specializing in cancer care. And if she leaves Nonata's house, we learn Jenny and Philip will have a future together. Whew! Girls, this was a hard episode to synopsize because my word, so much happens and I was trying to figure out how to say it all but not give everything away but also not leave anything major out so well, i don't know if you've noticed but each episode that we're doing is getting longer and longer <laughs> I know. there's so much to talk about i agree i know it's hard to just kind of zip right through like we used to and um, also just before we start i'd just like to say well number one actually before we start even on this episode i just want to say we've had so many amazing comments with with people's company on their walks with people's company on their commutes like it's so lovely and we've had so much lovely feedback so thank you so much everyone yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a special shout out to all of you uh but second way we've got a klaxon, klaxon! coming away klaxon yes a big <laughs> coming away klaxon mm-hmm. yeah also nice. also sorry girls but we have another klaxon which is i don't know that we'd made this a klaxon but dancing in the living room klaxon we didn't make the klaxon, but you can. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. just, I'm just now noticing it like every single time it happens. And this week, um, Patrick and Sheila danced in the living room after they kind of like made up. And it was like a sign that they were like, oh, like happy again. And they were going to like put on a record and dance in the living room. We'll, we'll get to it when we get there. But just to say, yeah, oh, but definitely coming away. I heard that. And I've yeah, so well, the so. whole the whole episode starts with Jenny working hard. Uh, mm. Yeah. And uh there's a coming away bit then she rings an ambulance she's so in control though i think this whole episode is to show because obviously yeah. you know, you've said that it's not a spoiler you've just said in the synopsis that jenny leaves in this episode so obviously yeah. this is to show how far she's come from the start when she didn't really know what she was doing but now she's a woman in control she rings the ambulance she's not even bothered she just gets on a bike when when they go off on the ambulance the next thing wipes yeah. some blood away from her face like rambo like she's a <laughs> <laughs> she's and brilliant also- but, oh, go on. I was going to say with the she has to look after some student midwives and she's just a bit exasperated with them. And I thought that was also like a like that showed that she'd come full circle. Exactly. Mm. But the coming away bit was um there was a lady and she gave birth and was it Norma? Also, also it was the fact Norma. <laughs> it was the fact that the mother said it, and I was like, you wouldn't say that. You'd just be like, oh, something's happening. Yeah, it's coming away. Like so, the afterbirth, the bit the afterbirth was still in, and then she bled, and then she was like, "Oh, it's I can feel something coming away," and I was like, "Klaxon." Yeah, yeah. So we don't actually know what happened to that mother, but the point is that mother didn't matter. That mother was there to show that Jenny had come along along on this whole journey yeah. and how yeah. in charge she was and how great she was. Now she was a device for Jenny. Yes. Yeah, well, bear in mind, we're three years on, aren't we? So. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah. Um. Okay, Bex, where do where do we want to go first? You're gonna get be our guide this week. Should we talk about Chummy and her mum first? Oh, yeah. oh, I cried. Oh my god, girls, this one. I'm not, I'm not normally a crier. Well, I'm I'm a completely normal crier. I cry at everything all the time, but I will tell you that the tears were really, really flowing. I think because I I mean we all feel such a connection with Chummy, so it almost felt like a friend, and that just made me go even more and harder. And like from the word go, like. Yeah, but so. I think they did that on purpose as well, I feel like, because obviously they're filming it from a friend's perspectives as well. Like, they're seeing yeah. all the friends there as well. So you, I think it, it is, it does make you feel involved like a friend. Yeah, it really does. It really does. I did like the way they were like Pinehurst Lodge, and then it was like uh, actually Pinewood Villa. Like, I just thought it was brilliant. Peter <laughs> doing all the uh, 
all the legwork there. So basically, a mum is not very well, and she finds out that after the whole fallout last week, that she's now staying at a place called Pinehurst Lodge. But actually, it's Pinewood Villa because Peter actually did some police work. Klaxon. I know. <laughs> not, I know. Klaxon Isn't it just like a classic thing though that like when you're with when you're with someone like day in and day out, whether it's like a husband or a partner, or someone you live with or whatever, they'll say something like, "Oh, they did something, something," and then you'll and then you'll actually figure out that it's like not that they got like half of it wrong, and you have to like figure it out for them, and that's like part of I, f- I feel like that was just like classic like like healthy codependency kind of you know where it's like because now I find that my husband knows everything and is brilliant but he also <laughs> edits this show so <laughs> and he never makes a mistake where he says something that's like slightly inaccurate he's just, he's just fantastic thank you he, he is a fantastic husband <laughs> no, I'm joking all the time anyway <laughs> did you notice the charity that um was helping lady brown the league for distressed gentlewomen <laughs> so good that's like a movie you know what i mean like can you imagine like oh welcome to the league I- who would it start obviously maggie smith oh my god yeah. yes <laughs> definitely and judy dench would be there and then who's um who's the other one i'm picturing her but um helen mirren Helen Mirren, probably, but also the lady who plays um, the Weasley mom, like, in Harry Potter. Julie Walters. Be, yeah, yeah, yeah. She'd be in it as well. They would be, like... Oh, and oh. Vanessa Redgrave. Yes! Actually, yes! Yeah. Yes! Yeah. Oh, my God. I. The, the, we should the, actually pitch this as a film. It's pretty <laughs> good. <laughs> yes, there, there is a long-standing now, you like... You could play the Baronet's that. Widow. Ooh, the Baronet's Widow that. across the landing. We have to keep standards up. That could be, yeah. uh, you know, to be honest, the Baronet's widow would obviously be Maggie Smith, let's be honest. Yeah. Well, and and girls, like, this is this is the crystal ball of our future because you know that the three of us are going to be doing this in about 40 years ourselves. Like, we will be those characters. I like the way you're giving us that long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, honestly, maybe 15 at the rate we're going, you know? <laughs> um, okay. So, anyway, so she's in this home. For, what's yes. the, the charity again, Bex? The League for Distressed Gentlewomen bit so she's in this home and she's funded by that and it's 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 basically just a, a hotel pretty much it's not or a place for them to stay it's not yeah. a place it's not a hospice it's not anywhere for people who are ill it's not hospital any any care really they say they have a doctor but like that's yeah it's just it's just like yeah it's more best. like a retirement home that basically yeah. if there's an emergency they can call an ambulance it's not you know yeah. anything that can handle lady brown's condition no um no. anyway so peter does some detective work and he rolls up in a taxi and he can hear her screaming from outside lady brown which is very yeah. unbecoming after our conversation last week about you know feelings that becky would never try to <laughs> explore <laughs> um <laughs> or understand uh just she just they're just that's that that's that and that's that they're uh, there normally... to be pushed down and never dealt with ever and that's no, all you after, you know after the fact that she was she is very we just did discuss in detail last week how she's a yes, very closed yes. book very um no feelings shown you yeah. know you don't you don't show any feelings you don't discuss anything it's very very different to her actual character it's in the fact that she's actually screaming out loud so obviously there well, was a real issue here but let's let's just not forget there's one scene in between of like them figuring out the real name of the place and then Peter going there is that Chummy goes in between times of those two things and Chummy visits her and I think she feels very sympathetic actually like even after they've been through so much together and tries to be comforting like she brings you know some like savory mincemeat which I don't even begin to know what that is um just like this cottage pie or shepherd's pie without the mash and she huh 
It's just like a cottage pie or a shepherd's pie, but oh, okay. without the mash on top. Oh, okay. Well, we have to have a like a long conversation about mincemeat at a later date. But um, yeah. So she brings <laughs> can't wait. So she brings that in a Tupperware, and I actually wrote this down because I thought it was so good. She's like, "What is a Tupperware?" You know, and it's just this like perfect line of like, I don't even know. It's like the line in Downton Abbey where the Dowager Duchess, who's played by Maggie Smith, in that she someone says something about a weekend, and she's like, "What is a weekend?" Like literally, like this is like a totally foreign concept to this woman. It was just so good. But then, like, Chummy brings, like, photos of Freddie and her and Peter to, like, put on her little bedside table and everything. And she's like, oh, I can't show those. Like, you're not in white and Peter's in a leisure suit. And, like, no one, like, that's terrible and everything. And so she, and then she says something else terrible. And Chummy is just like, well, fine. I guess you don't want to see us anyway or, you know, whatever. And she storms out because she's so upset. Taking the photos with her. Yeah, taking the photos with with her. Understandably leaves, and so then Peter either because they had a conversation about it or he just felt he needed to whatever it was. He's he really is a great husband in this episode. Oh, he, he is. It, and he finds her like literally screaming in pain with what she's you know her health. So he says, "Listen, we got to get her out of here." So he literally loads her into a taxi, and like takes her back home to their house. Meanwhile, calling Doctor Turner like on the way, kind of a thing. When they get back to the house. They put her on the couch. Jenny's there. Dr. Turner's there. He's administering, you know, a slight sedative, some major pain relievers. And then they have this conversation about the fact that she's very close to end of life. You know, like she has this really serious and, you know, stage four cancer. She's not going to make it. The the nurse, I say nurse, the person working at the Pinehurst Villa or Lodge or whatever it is, Uh was just basically, we can't cope with this. We're not, we're not equipped for this. And he's just like, and he's like a badass. He's a real badass. He just gets it. It's like, you're coming home. Like, no, yeah. no, do you want to come here? Do you want to do this? He's like, you're coming out. Yeah, and not, and not even consulting anyone. Like, this is what we're going to do. And this is, like, this is what's right. And this is what I'm going to do. And he just went ahead and did it. And, yeah, Peter Peter just is so great over and over and over again in this episode. And he is. I just I've, got a note, I've got a note which just says, God bless Peter. Because yeah. not only did he just, like, scoop up Lady Brown and bring her home with him. Um, mm. When Chummy came in from a night shift and he'd, like, made her a cup of tea and a hot water bottle i was like yeah. oh my god that's like this oh and then he was like really stern with it and it was something quite nice about that i do wear <laughs> when he was like <laughs> okay. i i i i what well, something like i draw your attention to the cup of tea and the like you know a kip routine and then you yeah, can go the, sort the, it yeah the aforementioned tea and hot water bottle like yeah. that will fix this problem yeah Meanwhile, we're all drinking it as we as we do this episode. Did um, anyone else pick up on um, Chummy's use of phrases this week when um, she was talking about her mother and she described how she'd badly discharged herself? Oh yeah, they're they're always putting those little. Yeah. And then she co- she called her mum mater, which I l- had to look up, which is the Latin for mother. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She yeah she's been calling her that. Should we? J- I, well, let's just kind of yeah. So since we've now set it up, so so. Lady Brown is at their house. They've set her up upstairs in their bedroom with everything she needs. Well, that scene as well, Peter taking her upstairs. Although he oh. was like upstairs to the stars. I was like, but all right, you know, she's going to die. I don't need to. <laughs> it wasn't even like, this is a one-way trip. And it's like, all right. <laughs> Next time she comes down those stairs, she's in a coffin. Yeah, I was a bit like, all right. I was exactly the same. Like, calm it down, Peter. Like, you're being lovely. You're doing great. But, you know, you can be a bit too assertive here. You're going to die. <laughs> oh, no. Well, we're joking. We're joking. He was really sweet in that. But anyway, she goes up there and Sister Monica Joan is is kind of there a lot at this point. Um, Chummy. Oh, and, and Sister Monica Joan says, oh, do you want to change into like something else? It was Patsy. You may feel a lot more on top of things in a oh, pair Patsy of slacks. Oh, Patsy said that. Oh, Patsy said yeah. that. You're exactly right. She says... Uh, 
Well, yeah, and she's I like, know and, I do. And then, yeah, and then Shelly <laughs> says, "I'm a nurse, old bean. This is my armor." And I just, oh, I, oh my god, that line just really got me. So, girls, just a quick aside. I am not going to get into this, you know, in a big way, but I, I did work in a, in a hospice ward, um, for a year. Um, and I was, I was actually in my, my graduate degree training program at the time. And this depiction, I, I was in a, a like a, a high level of care unit at a hospital, but, um, this kind of home hospice care, which is really revolutionary at the time because Jenny talks about the fact that this um, medical is it a nurse or a doctor I, I can't remember which but there's they're kind of pioneering hospice care when she's been reading about it and she you know she wants to kind of integrate some of that type of care into Lady Chummy's ex sorry into Lady Brown's experience at home um, but this to me was such both an accurate and a really um, positive depiction of what can be possible for what is an exceptionally tough and dark and hard time. Um, and I just thought the way that they, the way that they carry the storyline through this episode was just so well done um, for kind of showing it in its reality, but also um, like that it can be a really compassionate way to care for both a patient and their family um, through end of life. So I just, I just had to give a, a that note there um and just the fact that everybody manicure. rallied round well i've got a thing here because obviously well first off they did the manicure scene didn't they that was a really oh, moving scene oh so oh. so mater uh, lady brown had asked for a manicure from chummy and chummy was like what what's like after however old she is many years of absolute rejection and coldness and mum was asking her to do a manicure on her which seemed a very personal thing like touching her hands and doing this manicure and she spoke to sister monica joan and basically they decided that she was going to do it and they did it and it was really oh it was really touching and mm -hmm. um, it was a really emotional thing like and she touched her face like she did and she was like you never touched my face like that and she was like i did when you were little when you were really little and it was like that was me gone um but then <sighs> then there's the actual scene at the end so obviously when so jenny comes back just in time for uh lady brown to die which is mm -hmm. awful Mm -hmm. But um, but obviously she's there and she's helping and it's it's a it's to be honest even then there were like there was a bit of a funny scene where Chummy spilled something on her lap and they laughed and it was kind of like a relief. But did you notice it was just women there when she died? Yeah. Women yeah. helping women, have it. Um, mm -hmm. and it was a really amazing like matriarchal scene with all these different women there just helping other women. And it's obviously mm -hmm. they're helping women in birth, but they're also helping women in death. And I thought that was very lovely and poignant. But also, we should say, obviously, Sister Monica Joan has been supporting Chummy a lot, but obviously it's brought to the surface for Sister Monica Joan, her own mother's death. Yeah, and their yes. relationship in life, yeah. Also, Claxon, this isn't a Claxon at all. Um, did we find <laughs> out Sister Monica Joan's real name? Is she, because... Yes. Is she uh, Antonia Kevill? Yes, Antonia Kevill, yes, yes. Yeah. I well, love knowing their real name. I thought Cavill like uh, had and then I remembered it. It's not the same. It's not even the same. <laughs> so yeah, just to explain about the um, sister Monica Joan um, mother thing, Bex. How well, just that sister Monica Joan had a very similar relationship with her mother as Chummy had. Like they were very distant, mm -hmm. and I think the fact that sister Monica Joan had obviously become a nun hadn't hadn't landed well with her mum. Um, but yeah, it she. I mean, she had a bit of a. 
an episode. Yeah, episodes definitely the right word. Yeah. Mm. So, um, Sister Julienne has her mother's pearls. Oh, and it was when she said that she could still detect the scent of her mum on the pearls. Mm. Yeah, but it's just they're both very rich as well. They weren't they chummy and there. Uh, yeah, it's Joe. similar. Yeah. And they both very gave similar all, backgrounds. And they both gave all of that up pretty much to follow their heart, you know, their dreams, um, you know, to do something else. And and that was a big that was a big turning point in their family's lives. Just just you covered it, but just to kind of talk about a little bit about the manicure scene and um, you know, when when Lady Brown actually dies, the thing that really broke my heart about that manicure scene was <coughs> excuse me. It, she was kind of just reminiscing with her, with them about, you know, the fact that she used to always get a weekly manicure when she was in India. And if they had Nivea cream because it came in off the boat, that that was a real luxury, you know, for that manicure to kind of soften their hands. And I didn't, I didn't read that as a, as a request for a manicure, but just kind of something, you know, talking about. Yeah, she was, I, I, I with you on this, Jen, she was just remembering. And then Sister Monica Jones picked up on it and told Chummy that she should do this. Yeah. And, and what was really, what was really, sweet was that chummy you know was kind of like no 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 like there's so many things other you know like that's so frivolous you know like we have to do important things at this time and sister monica joan i again i i really have to hand it to her in this episode i know i give her grief but like i really have to hand it to her in this episode she said listen there's really nothing else we can do at this point um this is important and this is a way for you to connect with her and she says but i'm i we don't touch each other and you know, and the scene where she's rubbing the Nivea on her hands and like that it's so tender, so loving and everything. And like, like, I, I mean, I, I don't know that she says this explicitly, but in my mind, when I was watching this episode, I just thought, oh my God, I'm sure they've like never even hugged each other like that, that Chummy can remember and everything. And as both of you know, I, I am a big hugger. I like physical affection in our family is, is constant. We're always giving each other hugs and like little pats and like things like that. I mean, Al, I force you to hug me every single time we see each other. And I, <laughs> I know For you context, do For context, listeners, I am awful <laughs> at hugging. And uh, I just hate it. I look really awful. I have this awful, awkward look on my face. But apparently unless, when I'm unless, unless, unless you're what? drunk. Yeah, true. Yeah. And then if you and get a, a real drunk, hugger. you hug off Alex, you're like... <gasps> but when I was a baby, apparently, I used to, like, wiggle out of hugs. I've always been the same. I've never liked it. My <laughs> mum was, like, hating it. So obviously she had my brother and then me. I'm like, I was just like, nah, not hugging. I used to like fall out of her arms, like trying to get out of it. I know, but I'll always hug you and you're just the most stiff hug ever <laughs> in the world. But you always let me hug you and I, I always will appreciate that. But it was just so tender. And then, and then like they kind of, you know, she, you can tell that it's really soothing to her. She feels really relaxed. Anyways, then they go through the, you know, oh, another. Wait, can I just say, I do hug my daughter. I'm not like an animal. No, no, no. You're you're a very sweet, affectionate person. But um, but then we get to the morning and Sister Monica Jones says to her, you know, like this is this is kind of the end, you know, this is the last moment. Not the last moment, but like we're we're drawing to a close here. And so kind of a different, a different um there's like a different energy with that. And then Jenny shows up and they spill the tea and Chummy um, is going to take off her dress. And Jenny says, oh, you know, put on put on this robe. And she said, oh, that's my mother's robe. And so she puts on her mother's robe and then she lays down in the bed with her as she's kind of drawing her last breath. And that's how she dies. They die like right. Lady Brown dies with Chummy right next to her, you know, like comforting yeah. her. And then Chummy and says, I love you. I know. And it, it just... And I mean- this is a heartbreaking moment, but did you notice that Chummy had her shoes on the bed, Alex? <laughs> I did notice that. I noticed that as well. No shoes on the bed, but in that moment, of course, it's okay. Oh, no, I'm really weird. Streets Again, for context, <laughs> for context for our listeners, I hate, 
outside clothes on the bed. I'm really weird about it. Yeah. So if you're, if you're like if you're sitting on my bed, you best be in pajamas because if you are sitting in jeans or something, you where you've sat outside on something, that bed is being changed. And so those clothes, <laughs> I think it's rank. I, I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, we just talk about Jenny really quick on this. Yeah. So oh, can Jenny, I just talk? Oh, go on. Oh, go on. Sorry. I was just going to say, um, I loved when Sister Monica Joan realised she picked up on um, Lady Brown saying about the Nivea and the manicure, so she she knew that Trixie would have these things. So she's like searching through Trixie's drawer, and I've written it down where she just says there's unseemly quantities of intimate apparel. Well, and don't you love how then Fred comes in and he's like, sister, like, what are you doing? And she's like, oh, I'm looking for this. And he's like, well, don't you think this is it? Like literally right here. And it's like sitting right on the bedside table. And she's like, oh, if you'd actually look, then you would see things like it's better that, you know, she, she admonishes him in some way. I can't remember what the actual line is. And he's just like, okay. And then, you know, they take the tray back and. He's horrible to Fred. Yeah. yeah. So the whole, I just wanted to talk really quick about where Jenny had come from, because obviously Jenny's come from actually a really difficult labor. Yeah. Yeah. That went on for days. So she went over to um, Philip Worth's cousin that she thought was his his wife at the time. Yeah. Um, but like it was like, oh, this has been a very long labour, and she was all upset because she felt like she failed. Yeah. Um, but that was just like a normal labour. But did you notice when they were like, oh, um, that's my cousin Philip? When when the birth when she first went round to the flat, she was like, oh, you've got a lovely flat here, and she was like, oh, thank you in a Scottish accent. Do, do we need to? <laughs> oh, thank. No, I'm not even... <laughs> Oh, thank you. That's really nice. Thank you very much. There's been a murder. Uh, <laughs> so anyway. Thank you, like, oh, again. Painting, that's my cousins. And she's like, oh. Um, <laughs> well, she's okay. like, inspired by Rick Maninoff. Uh, no, 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 no. Mazorski. Mazorski, yes. Yeah. Oh, was it? Well, anyway, point me. Mesorsky. Oh. Yeah, I'm, it's, it's definitely. But anyway, it's she's not, like, oh, I love Mesorsky yeah. because obviously she goes to concerts all the time. Yeah. And um, yeah. it did remind me of the time that I first met my husband. <laughs> and uh, when I knew what we were going to be together was when uh, we were in the car, like it was our like second date or something. And um, I put this Jason Donovan song on because I'm really cool. And uh, <laughs> this song was a, a B side single. And uh, he knew all the words. And I was like, oh my God. Like, I've never been more impressed with anyone ever that you knew the songs to a Jason Donovan song. You you and Jenny and Philip and your husband are are just, like, truly, like, twin couples, basically, yeah. Basically, yeah. 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 I yeah. also love that, unlike Tom and Trixie, you could see that Philip Worth and Jenny Lee were a perfect match for each other. Mm. Yes. Well, wait, should, yeah. we, should we jump to Jenny's um, thing, or should we... Should we? Oh, maybe maybe we should do like the Sheila and Doctor Patrick, yes. Doctor Turner thing next, and then we can do um, Jenny at the end because she's. Well, I've you know. just got Turner's very stilted. <laughs> <laughs> now, last week I okay. was very. I felt she yes. shouldn't have made him talk about it. This mm-hmm. week, I I think he was a bit out of order. <laughs> so. <laughs> So have you have you evolved in your thinking about the topic in general, or you just now think it's time for him to not be out of order the way he is out of order? No, I still don't think she should force him to talk about it. But when they got <laughs> when they got that acceptance letter, his reaction was so cold and standoffish. I just thought, no. Well, we, we were there last week. That's what we thought last week. Yeah. Can we also just talk about an Apple Charlotte. Do you know what an Apple Charlotte is, Bex? Jenny, I know Bex will. 
I apple don't. cake, basically, right? Yeah, but it's like really intricate, like with loads of like shape, not shavings of apples, like but like you know when slices they do really thin slices of apple, and then it's like upside down and all really oh, like they've it. lined the tin with it and made a whole yeah, like, that, like yeah. yeah. My grandma I, apparently was famous for doing an apple charlotte. She was like amazing at it. I didn't see any like apple slices around that cake though. It just looked like a I big... don't think it was a real one. No, it just I will say that the whole like peaches and evap. Like I'm assuming that's evaporated milk, but I'm like that's not a dessert peach like pouring peaches like canned peaches with evaporated milk on top of it is that i mean you can put two foods together but that doesn't mean anything like no in that my pet honestly growing up that was my dad's like favorite peaches and evaporated milk (laughs) yeah and when i go to my grandma's there's always dessert so normally it'd be like and then there's a good dessert dessert but as a backup if they've not got anything you'll maybe have peaches and ice cream Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Okay. So basically, we've not evolved yet, so, you know, make it well, here, as you will. Here, here's the thing. I, I think that having, like, a, like a three-course dinner is, is a very classic, like, 1950s, 60s thing. Because, you know, a lot of that formality is still evolving and everything, and we haven't gotten to kind of convenience foods yet in a major way or anything like that so I think it's still very classic to have in that time like you come home and you have like a full dinner like you know multi you know like things or whatever and then to have dessert as like you know that's like what you do everyone has dessert well obviously you're not going to make a dessert every single day or have a dessert always on hand so a lot of housewives I think had these kind of things around but I mean like if, if it's good and people like it I'm not saying you can't eat it but just like that that was like just the way Sheila said it and like the whole concept of like of it it just I I I don't know why like I can't I'm like my brain was just really like busting over that like point being though they were really silted with each other and it was just this really awkward horrible atmosphere like horrible horrible and even the letter horrible atmosphere and I just thought but did you you see Tim like really trying to break the tension as best he could was because he was like oh if it's up to me I think we should have the apple charlotte because mom was working on it like all afternoon ever since lunch and then he's like okay I guess we'll just have it then and we'll have that "Uh, yeah exactly it's in the drawer Sheila like it was just they go on to adopt a baby this episode you've already said it in synopsis yeah like the fact that they've gone from like how horrific like don't get me wrong we've had arguments in my marriage but we have never had a day like that like it was so stilted and awful and then to go on to adopt a baby in the same episode like 
As if well, I was going to bring you closer. I know they are closer and all that. I just thought, oh my God, that was the harshest separation of, or awkwardness I've ever seen ever. In any I family. know. Well, especially considering who they are as a couple as well. Yeah. Like, I mean, for them to speak tersely to each other for any length of time definitely felt like, they, I mean, it would be like the equivalent of other couples, like absolutely like screaming and like throwing dishware across the room or whatever. But the thing I will say, at least they gave us a scene where they kind of got the letter that they were going to be considered for adoption right and it was before they'd gotten the letter saying they actually had been selected to be paired with a baby but they did have a scene where dr turner says you know listen like i'm really sorry like i should have talked about with all all of this with you like can you ever forgive me and sheila says listen like you i don't have anything to forgive because you didn't do anything wrong but like also yes no we didn't do anything wrong She says, but you that we did like, yes, you did need to talk to me. And like, we can't have secrets in our marriage, but like, I understand and everything. And I'm glad we, I'm glad we worked it out. And then, and then that's what they did to the living room. Cause then she's putting on the, she's putting on the record to pick a new song for the choral competition. And Actually, I'm really gutted for her that she didn't get to do the uh, choral competition because she'd work really yeah. hard on that. I know, obviously, you know, a new life in the world is a lot more important. But yeah. <laughs> how good did Trixie do? Just stepping oh, in at the last minute. She did, well, but at the same time, time again, I've honestly, I love Trixie normally. I love her in, in like normal episode. Her uh, movements at doing the, um, conducting it, made me really angry. <laughs> she really annoyed me. <laughs> oh my God. Justice for Trixie, that's so... No, I know, I know, I know it's awful. Like, it's terrible. That might, have, that might have been a that new problem, Alan, not, and not a Trixie problem. No, it in it that totally point. is a Trixie problem. So anyway, no, no, um, no, so they no, have to no. pull out of the competition. So Trixie, uh, not Trixie, yeah. sister, uh, not even sister, Sheila, oh my goodness, what's wrong with me? Sheila and Tim, who probably Tim would probably be really excited about having to pull out of uh, the competition. Yeah, yeah. But they then have to pull out because they get a phone call, don't they, saying you need to go and collect your daughter. Yeah, yeah. Did anybody notice? I know, obviously, the focus was on their baby, but the baby in the cot next to the... I thought it was going to fall. Oh, I know, he left. <laughs> that baby was left. He was so and gorgeous. It just, it just watched Dr. Turner. And then when he picked up the baby, it was just watching him. Yeah. Well, also, I was genuinely, because the, the cots were quite shallow, I genuinely thought he's going to fall out head first. <laughs> yeah. Like, watch that baby. Train 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 oh, gosh. Well, yeah, that there. little baby is so sweet. You know what I actually thought about when they went to go pick up that baby is um, how, like, they've had patients on the other side who are the ones giving the baby up and in this case we saw the adoptive parents side of it but usually on the show we see the the teen mom kind of side of it and like all the difficulty and struggle and everything else and and she'll even or one of them has a line where she says like oh she was going to keep the baby but then at the last minute they decided they weren't yeah and so now it's going to be given up for adopt. I guess the parents decided or something I feel like she might have said that and I just thought oh my god that's a whole call your midwife storyline as well and and we're gonna have those in later episodes but then when they go in so Timothy's rushed out to another room because how dare he be there at such an intimate moment of actually meeting his sister you know he's not important enough so he goes off with a nurse um and then why don't you uh, wait in the other room Tim we'll we'll get to later you don't you dare watch this thing that's really important to our family um, so anyway, so Patrick's like uh, goes to have a look at the baby because it's got like this little uh, really cute sunflower next to it. It was just really cute. And yeah. she's like, I can't look, I can't look. What does, what does she look like? What does she look like? And he's like, close your eyes. And then she holds, she, he puts the baby, Angela, in her, in her arms. And then she just put, says, we have a daughter. And then she opens her eyes and looks at it. And she's like, we have a daughter. And I've got three emojis of just crying. Oh. Uh, that on my notes because it was just so, it was so gorgeous. 
Yeah, it was really sweet. It was really, really sweet. And then fast forward to Sister Julianne as well, saving the nightdress that she'd been stitching her love oh, into. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. If when we ever had a doubt that she out. wouldn't save it for her, but still. Oh. No, no, I'm sorry. I just that, again, Sister Julianne is just truly like a, like a goddess, a heroine among women. I mean, just... Uh, she she's on another level she's on another level I'm sorry I mean yeah like you could say oh it would be you know, oh my god when she when Sheila opened that thing up and you could see that she was absolutely floored she was so touched by that like and and the way that sister Julian absolutely validated as a as a way to have a child which is sometimes not always how people are about it was so loving and wise and kind and just uh, I just oh my god I love it so should we talk about Jenny's leaving do yes well Did they, they had they had like three different parties at once because I thought that they had Jenny's, Jenny's leaving do and then the new baby party and all of I, and, the, and then the celebration of winning the thing that to me all seemed like they were kind of rolled into one party yeah and it, I thought in a really good way but yeah let's rewind back so where do we want to begin with Jenny well I just obviously Philip with arrives with yeah. a bunch of flowers. Scottish. Which is fine. For like, <laughs> it's fine for two minutes, but then is it just a bit awkward being at somebody's leaving party? Well, well hang on. Let's talk really quickly first. Yeah, wait, let's go back, back farther, yeah. So they, they met. So there was a talk at this men's parish group that um that Dr. Turner wanted to do. Uh, mm-hmm. Not Dr. Turner. Who's the curate? Tom. 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 Wanted to do about basically teaching men about how women coping labor and what happens and stuff which i think is a really good idea um, also, and he- did you notice that when Do- dr turner was like starting the lesson he's like okay boys here's like he's like we're gonna start right at the beginning there's an egg and a sperm and we're like you like literally these men know absolutely nothing and he's like taking it back like almost to like you know when you're like learning about sex ed for the very first time in like gym class or whatever i mean he takes it right back but yeah, they were taking the register like everything's so formal in the 50s as well like they lost two <laughs> to the hand and she is and also can i say i really really did. this is something i didn't hate about trixie and um, her smoking the meeting <laughs> <laughs> i thought what are you doing i loved it oh yeah but anyway well, and then and then and then patsy's doing the role and she's like wait a minute i don't i don't who are you like i didn't have you on here and he's and and philip worth says oh i'm philip worth like and she's like, okay, well, I don't have you on the list, but that's fine. And then he and then he interrupts Dr. Turner talking about like, you know, like conception. And he's like, actually, I I I think I just I came to get my cousin some uh, milk of magnesia and I just got like caught up in the whole like group and everything. I don't really think I'm supposed to be here. And but so also I was in a different room to um Jenny because she didn't know that it was the cousin. Right, she, exactly. When she first exactly. saw him, she thought he was the yeah. And so then and they, they take him back. But they only chat for two minutes. They just literally chat for two minutes and walk out the building. I still yeah, think it's weird. Did you watch just... him? What did you watch him though when he first met her? Because obviously now we know. Out of watching back, he's all like, "Ooh, looking he's at." Like, hey. <laughs> yeah, I mean they obviously have an affection, but I just think it's still awkward to be at her full leaving do. Yeah, it is. But I mean, like they, I mean, the, the way that they tried to, I, I mean, again, like, I love the show so much, but like the entrances and exits of these major characters are just kind of insane at times. And I know that they tried to make it all work. And, and Jenny, in some ways, got, you know, a, a lot more fulsome ending than a lot of other people. I mean, it, the whole show is based on her. But yeah, you, uh, the first time yeah, I watched this, she was like, oh, Jane. 
well yeah the first the first time i watched this i was like i literally at the end i was like wait a minute so she's gone like i turned to my mom and i was like so jenny's out she's not like i was expecting to see her in the next episode and my mom was like no no she left like that's it she goes on i will say though for the for the writers like as we've just said ourselves there's so much going on with so many more characters and so many different characters like it was hard to fit it all in like no, I get that. But the thing is, girls, I mean, like, and look, I'm not a TV writer. I get it. I, I am, I'm speaking out of, like, in, in not having this experience or whatever. But they gave Alec, like, seven episodes. Like, they should have killed him off way, way, way earlier. And then given Jenny time, like, to, you know what I'm saying? Like, she marries Philip Worth. She literally just dated Alec. I mean, they spent two seasons on Jimmy. And you know I love Jimmy. But, like, they, they gave <laughs> so much runway to all of these other relationships that didn't come to anything. And then literally she meets Philip Worth. She yeah, has Philip Worth. She, she meets him it. right at the start of her journey in being a, like a cancer nurse. It's not it's not like called the cancer nurse. It's called the midwife. This is where her, her journey as a midwife ends. Bye, no, Jenny. Get- next. Next. <laughs> No, I get that. But, like, again, they should have introduced him in the previous episode and then given it a little bit more, like, for, I mean... No, I liked like, it. I liked that he was a flyby. I liked it as well. <laughs> oh, you two. Give me a break. You're I just banding against like me. It. I did oh, like whatever. it because it was like, oh, whatever. I liked the fact that he really liked her and she was now more open since Alec to being about love and being more open to it and more open to happiness. And then she was having this new chapter in her life. I actually quite okay. liked it. I did not know it yet, but I was to marry him. I, I like quite like found that quite exciting. And also, when she met Alec, she she wasn't drawn to Alec. Like Jimmy was basically yeah. like, you you need to throw yourself into this because you can't just life isn't all about work. Whereas with Philip, they they instantly had a connection. Yeah, I, I'm not I'm not disputing that. I'm just saying like. <laughs> It, it just, it was, like, literally everything was fine with Jenny. And then in the last, like, 10 minutes of the show, she's like, okay, by the way, I want to go work in a cancer ward because I love the death and dying and that's my thing right now. And then well, they talked about, leaves. they talked about the fact that Lady Brown had a good death. But do you think it's because Alec, I mean, that do you think that's why she's kind of changed direction? Well, yeah, I think, I think that's a real possibility. I mean, the thing is, like, it just, it was just, like watching the show she just had an episode the previous week where she went to work at the hospital and then she was like no my passion is midwifery and spending all night with a woman while she's doing all of this and then then all of a sudden the next week she's like no I now I want to work with death and dying I just think it, it just felt a little bit to me even as I was re-watching it this time but it definitely the first time I watched it it just felt a little bit like I had kind of character whiplash because I felt like they flung Jenny in one direction with with Alec and going off. Then she comes back. Then she's like, no, I'm dedicated to midwifery. And then she says, no, I'm dedicated to this new thing that I want to try out, which a uh, fine. No, I, I agree. So that, that's I do all. agree I mean, on the midwifery part. Because she was like to the other nurse the other day. She was like, oh, I want to be there forever. And then she's like, yeah, actually, I want to be with dead people. But I do agree with you both that Philip was clearly like set up to be a great match for her and that was very clearly apparent and by the way like great job on to philip for that painting he did i actually really really like that like i'd hang that in my house i mean it was good but also i feel like the philip there isn't i feel like the whole point of it being quite quick with philip like i did not know it yet but we would have two children two daughters (laughs) um but i feel like it was it was to show how far jenny had come like obviously had the scene at the first which was like to show how far she'd come professionally but also now to show how far she'd come personally. So obviously she'd first been in love with Gerald, then <laughs> got rid of that. God, then yeah. the whole Jimmy oh, God, debacle, yeah. then Alec, and now this. But like it showed how she'd she'd grown 
and she she was open to all that now. I feel like that was again to show how she'd grown. Like actually, this will go somewhere. That she was open to it. She even invited him to go on a leaving. I just think that was more the thing. I don't think it was supposed to be this massive thing to be like this love story to show us. I think it was just to show how far she'd come. Okay. That's that's how I interpreted it. Um, also, can I just say we're not we've not yeah. acknowledged Sister Sister Evangelina this week um, <laughs> when they were talking about um, the men's meeting. Um, Sister Evangelina was like, "It's a time for so, talking about birth." She was like, "What are men? Why do men even need to be there? It's a time for women to help women, and that's that." Um, yep. And then she and then she says, "Well, Chummy's obviously a mum's not dead yet, and she's yeah, you know, she's, she's reeling. There's something special about a woman being supported by a mother. A mother daughter bond is a very precious thing." And it was, oh, it was, <laughs> was so awful. Oh, I know. Well, also, like, I just thought it was one of those moments where I completely understood why Sister Evangelina didn't say it. But just to recall, like, our conversation um, last week or two weeks ago, whatever about Patsy just kind of un- unthinkingly or unconsciously saying something really insensitive. I thought, well, Sister Van- yeah, I thought, Sister Evangelina, like, come on, you know there are tons of women who don't have their mom with them for childbirth for many, 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 many good reasons, not the least of which we've seen, like, moms who've already passed away, moms who aren't present, like, you one of families, there. you know, like, difficult family dynamics. Yeah, exactly. Or the mother is just, like, you know, not, like, the, the woman giving birth, it's not good to have the mom around or whatever for whatever reason. So, I mean, like, it was just, it was one of those comments that they were clearly, I think as a writing device, they were setting it up to kind of, like, you know, show Well, there was the scene afterwards and everything. Monica Joan and yeah, Chummy had but, this gorgeous scene afterwards. Oh, yeah, they were very, very sweet. But, yeah, I mean, it was, yeah, Sister Evangelina, like, really didn't hit the mark on that one, but, you know. Also, there was a scene, I've, I've just got this written down, and I don't even know who said it, I'm presuming it's uh, Sister Monica Joan. But she said, for what is joy if it goes unrecorded? And what is love if it is not shared? And I thought, that's like that's an advert Monica for a mobile Joan. phone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not in the 50s, do you know what I mean? That was Sister Monica Joan who said that, yeah. That was very sweet, that was very sweet. She said it. Um, okay, and then, wait, just a quick, just a quick, I think we've touched on all the major storylines, but just a quick moment for Tom and Trixie, because they, they, they have the choral concert, um, Tom plays the piano, Trixie conducts the choir, they are walking home to Nonata's house, and she says something, like, she said, I can't, I, now it's, I feel bad, she says something to him about, like, it's more... about them having the baby, child, like, it's, she thinks it's, oh, it's more important about two souls who've never met, but will be forever, together forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Tom was like, oh, that was that was quite deep. And she was like, well, you'll find I'm a quite a deep person. And then he's like, oh, yeah, no, I know that about you already. And then they kiss. And I just thought, oh, man, it just, I don't know, just like, sad you know for what them. gets me about that whole thing? Because obviously in real life, they're together. They're, they're married, yeah. they've got two kids. It's a gorgeous relationship. Yeah. I find it so weird that two people who obviously in real life are so compatible, they must be really good actors because on screen, they are not compatible. Like, they don't even look like... <laughs> <laughs> like they're just really uncompatible like i was just like how what do you, what do you, do you, what do you in mean real they life successful what do you mean though they don't look compatible on, on screen I mean, well maybe it's the, the it's obviously the acting isn't it and the way she's so haughty-taughty and he's very casual and they don't, don't know. Yeah, they just think they don't work they they don't, don't work yeah but obviously they do in real life but oh, i'm just see, saying in the show see the way i see it with their characters is that they both really do think at this point that the other one is 
Like I, I see I, the way I see it is that like I think they're both in in the the characters that they're playing, like Trixie and Tom, both really think that they actually are right for each other. Yeah, and yeah, they're but doing they're that not. Thing that yeah, just, but they're not. They're right not. At all. But you're. But okay, just let me finish. But they're doing that thing <laughs> at the beginning of a relationship where it's all like rose colored glasses, and you just think the other person is like so perfect, and you're not seeing them like for the reality of like who they are, and like even when people say things like oh like that's absolutely a red flag you'll just be like oh well no that's not really a big deal because you just want it to work so bad and you're just like in that heat of the moment of like really liking them and that's where I feel like Tom and Trixie are because the thing is they're like it's like it's one of those relationships where they're not like so wrong for each other there is stuff that actually is compatible about the two characters but it's just never going to work in like a long-term way and that's what most of dating is until you find the right person if you're lucky to find the right person so like I don't actually agree in Jen but we yeah. just think we just look. Yeah. And I'm I'm sure Trixie's somebody said like on paper they go together, but obviously in real life yeah. they just don't. Yeah, yeah. In, that's in just... actual real life they do. <laughs> they do. I know. And and I, also, I like shout out girls to Jenny's amazing powder blue coat. Love it. Yeah. Really yeah, suited the shoulders her. were so big on that. I actually really like the dress she wore as well. Also, did you spot the extra nuns in Compline again this week? Of course I did. Yeah. I always miss them. I don't even think I saw Compton this week. Anyways, also, I don't know, but... it's, it's Tommy's might, it's playing... Chummy. <laughs> yeah, they did because they thought it would um, help Suda. But if Tommy's playing the piano for the um, choir, why isn't he doing that every week so that Tim can go and play cricket? <laughs> my exact. That was my last note. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, wait. This is a bit of a spoiler, but there's another episode that's coming up. It hasn't. We haven't watched it yet, but where... Trixie and Tom are like going on a date and well no 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 I'll just I'll just save it because I'll want to say something later but anyways um okay yeah well that's a spoiler for another episode so you've got to come and listen to us (laughs) yeah exactly Um, just right heroes and zeros ladies just tune in listen for what men I'm gonna make about a future date (laughs) right who's going first my hero okay my hero is sister Monica Jane because she just I mean, some some weeks we're quite critical of Sister Monica Jane, but she just steps up this week and she knows, she draws on her own experience. She knows exactly how to help Chummy. And I just, I love that supportive role that she played. Mm-hmm. Um, and then who's my zero going to be? Um, oh, I don't know if I, oh, it's going to be Dr. Turner. Forgive it. Yeah, yeah he took it too far. He gave Sheila the cold <laughs> shoulder. Exact same yeah. levels as last week, but carry I, on. I, I, uh, I just can't believe you didn't say, put it in the drawer, Sheila, as soon as she said Put it in the drawer, Sheila. <laughs> um, my hero this week is going to be Peter. He was a bad ass at that um, League of Old Gentle Ladies uh, <laughs> home or whatever. He was just amazing. He was just so, so good for Chummy. Yeah. And I just thought, oh, Yes, please. Um, yeah. My zero this week, um, I did have someone, and I've totally forgotten what it is, but my zero this week is going to be probably um, Sister Evangelina, just for that stupid foot in a mouth thing. And we all do it, but she should have known a bit better than the fact that her mum's dying. And also, she, yeah, she's she should have known better. She's a nun, for God's sake. Exactly. Well, sometimes you forget that because she's just so rude. <laughs> I mean, I'm just going to stand up for myself and say this is literally the point I made about Patsy when she said that horrible comment about the, the mom being fat and you guys. No, because I love me. Patsy. You love and also I do as you as we all do. I'm just saying. Can I just say? Can I just say? I am sick of my zeros being questioned. 
I'm, I'm also, not mentioning it. I'm I'm, just listeners, listeners, gang. you need to I'm write just, in for support. I'm just saying I was ganged up on when I made the same comment a couple of weeks ago. And I just vindication for myself. Because Patsy didn't mean it. There was a full stop in Patsy's. What a whopper, full stop. Ooh, we can see who baby takes after. Yeah. Two sentences. I com- I completely disagree, but okay. Two versus one, Jen. Who's your hero and your zero? <laughs> that, that's not how this works, but okay. Um, okay, my zero this week. <sighs> that was Jen with the mouth, by the way. Yeah, sorry, I was just blowing air because I, I never, I ne- I know what my hero is, but I just never know what. Oh man, um, what was a zero? Oh, you know what? I'll just say this. Um, I love them both, but Trixie and Tom being together is just not. It's just not working, and the two of them are ignoring a lot of like really like big warning signs and red flags. So, um, I love them, but I just don't love them together, and it's just I. I anyways, um. And and you guys had had good zeros actually, so I, I kind of agree with those two as well. Um, my hero is going to be um, Lady Brown and Chummy, and the the kind of depiction of their relationship through uh, the end of Lady Brown's life and the hospice care that was provided for her. I just found that to be so just so beautiful and you know, for two women who had a really fraught and complicated and difficult and like in many ways, like very cold mother daughter relationship to find so much love and tenderness and connection at the end of life. I just thought was so great. And like, not only did it give lady Brown like a dignified and compassionate ending, but I, I mean, again, I'm, I'm like, um, projecting here, but I thought that would also give chummy a lot in a time of grief that was just beginning for her to kind of know that she was able to have that, you know, experience with her mom at the end of life. And I think Chummy references siblings and they never kind of get discussed. Um, yeah, she had brothers. Yeah. But they're, you know, they're obviously nowhere to be found or whatever, but um, which, you know, but, but I, you know, I think like whatever Chummy goes through, like in, you know, dealing with grief after losing her mom, like that experience with her at the end of her life, um, I just have to think would, would really help her out in that, in that time. So um yeah, I just appreciate that. So can I just say once again, Jen, one of your um heroes and zeros has actually given me made me think of like a bit of insight. Oh but do you think Miss uh, Sister Monica Joan being present at the death of Chummy's mum kind of yeah. gave her a bit of resolution as well? Because obviously she had pretty much the exact same relationship, but obviously didn't say goodbye to her mum. Yeah. Um, and obviously was thinking about her, and that's why she had the little episode the you know, the uh, Alzheimer's dementia, I don't know, but point being yeah. He obviously yeah. saw that relationship, so it kind of gave her a bit of resolve as well. I think you're exactly right. Yes, I 100% do. Yeah. See, this sure. is why we're a good team. Because even though we, like, go back and forth and bicker and argue and everything, we still always are, like, getting things from each other and, like, agreeing, and we're all on the same page at the, at the big way in the end of it. True fact. And on that note, <laughs> um, <laughs> thank you so much for listening. Yes. Um, follow us on twitter you can follow us on instagram you can like our page on facebook you can give us reviews you should subscribe to our podcast so you get it automatically every week and you can also subscribe to our youtube channel which is no pictures of us Uh, don't be scared it's just uh, (laughs) it's just (laughs) you don't want to see the state of us um on these zoom calls 
but um yeah you can uh, you can listen to those on there as well um so yeah thank you so much for all your lovely comments keep them coming honestly i, I love it it's making me really big-headed yeah, uh, yeah. I, I keep sending it to the to everyone in the group so uh, yeah keep yeah. them coming honestly we love it so so much so good and next week we've got the christmas special oh <gasps> exciting exciting love it yes 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 oh wait do we want to tease what we're doing in a couple of weeks as well so uh, dear listeners um if you would like to do this with us um you're more than welcome i don't know that you will want to but if you want to so um a ways back we talked about reading the call the midwife book that was written by jennifer worth that kind of kicked off this whole series and in a couple of weeks between season three and season four we are going to discuss the book and kind of you know what what it had in it how it compares to the series like our thoughts and things like that so if anyone has not read the book and would like to read the book or um you know any or if you have any questions related to the book or things you wanted to talk about anything related to that just want to tease that to let you know now um because that's going to be our discussion week so um we're I'm, i'm excited about it myself so that's all the internet just went a bit weird then, so I hope that got through. But basically, we'll read the book, and we're—I've <laughs> already read it. If it, uh, if it didn't, you can just cut out, cut out that part. <laughs> That's fine with me. But yeah. But anyway, thank you so much for listening, and hopefully, we'll uh, we'll we'll be in your ears next week. That sounded weird. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you next time. Yeah, Bye just say so see you next time. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.